Today is Thursday, August 24th, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. A D.C. grand jury that has been convened to hear evidence against Donald Trump has now been closed. The decision was made by special counsel Jack Smith. The grand jury in D.C. was first created by Smith before he decided to file the charges against Trump in a Florida courtroom instead. The Miami-based judge who is now presiding over this whole case against Trump, Eileen Cannon, told Smith that he should stop operating a secret out-of-district grand jury, and she was referring to the D.C. grand jury when she said that. It was a Miami grand jury that first issued charges against Trump for handling of classified documents, However, Smith recently used the D.C. grand jury to add additional charges to the case. Judge Cannon wrote in a rebuke of Smith's actions that he must address the legal propriety of him using an out-of-district grand jury to continue investigating Trump and adding on charges. Since the judge made those demands, Smith has opted to dissolve the D.C. jury instead. Meanwhile, the Georgia case against Trump is moving forward with several of the 18 lawyers who were indicted alongside Trump appearing this week in Fulton County to be booked, have their mugshot taken and then released on bond. These lawyers, along with Trump, are being charged for challenging the results of the 2020 presidential election in that state. One of those lawyers is John Eastman, who is a former U.S. Supreme Court clerk, a constitutional law expert and the dean of Fowler School of Law in California. Eastman made a statement as he arrived in Fulton County, Georgia. It targets attorneys for their zealous advocacy on behalf of their clients, something attorneys are ethically bound to provide, and which was attempted here by formally challenging the results of the election. I am confident that when the law is faithfully applied in this proceeding, all of my co-defendants and I will be fully vindicated. Rudy Giuliani, the former mayor of New York City, also spoke to reporters outside of his apartment in the city as he headed to the airport to catch a flight to Georgia to be booked as well. Feeling very, very good about it because I feel like I'm defending the rights of all Americans, as I did so many times as a United States attorney. People, people like to say I'm different. I'm the same Rudy Giuliani that took down the mafia, that made New York City the safest city in America, reduced crime more than any mayor in the history of any city anywhere and I'm fighting for justice. I have been from the first moment. I represented Donald Trump, an innocent man, who has now been proven innocent several times. I don't know how many times he has to be proven innocent. And they have to be proven to be liars, actually enemies of our republic, who are destroying rights, sacred rights. They're destroying my right to counsel, my right to be a lawyer. They're destroying his right to counsel. It's not accidental that they've indicted all his lawyers. Never heard of that before. In America, all the lawyers indicted. Now, whether you dislike or you like Donald Trump, let me give you a warning. They're going to come for you. When the political winds shift, as they always do, let us pray that Republicans are more honest, more trustworthy, and more American than these people in charge of this government. Because if our government is conducted this way, and the system of justice is politicized and criminalized for politics, your rights are in jeopardy and your children's. Residents in Maui, Hawaii, are blasting the team members of the Federal Emergency Management Agency after the Daily Mail has reported that the government workers that were brought to Maui to aid in the recovery from the fires are all staying in a $1,000 a night hotel on the island. 
There's about a thousand of these government officials who are being housed at the five-star resorts on the island, the Fairmont Kialani, the Four Seasons, and the Gran Walia Astoria. The death toll in Lahaina is at 115 with still 800 people unaccounted for and thousands who have lost all of their homes and possessions. Joe Biden announced a one-time payment of $700 per household to be distributed through FEMA. Have you seen the surveillance video of a man who used his legally obtained firearm to stop a robbery of a gas station in Michigan? 35-year-old Cordelius Martin entered the gas station and announced his intention of robbing it. Martin went so far as to corner the gas station clerk behind the counter, demanding the money and brandishing a weapon, which turned out to be a knife. Meanwhile, a customer who was holding a six-pack of beer in one hand pulled out his pistol and shot the robber. The customer had a legitimate concealed carry permit, by the way. Now Cass County authorities have revealed this week that after review of the surveillance footage and the whole incident, there will be no charges issued against the customer and that the shooting was deemed lawful and justified. Microsoft founder Bill Gates has a new project on his mind and it has nothing to do with more rounds of COVID boosters to apply to the world. Nor is he apologizing again for dining multiple times with Jeffrey Epstein when Epstein was a convicted pedophile. Gates now has something different on his mind. It's a global digital ID. Gates is lamenting that there are 850 million people worldwide who still don't have an ID to prove who they are, and he believes he has the answer. Gates will invest $10 million from his foundation to create the modular open source identification platform. Gates is pitching this as a solution for low to middle income households, but he also maintains that his vision for this technology is global. A word to the wise is sufficient. These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. As was mentioned in the earlier report, Rudy Giuliani was in Fulton County, Georgia on Wednesday. After he was booked and had his mugshot taken, Giuliani then spoke to reporters who were all gathered outside. Do you regret attaching your name to the former president? <laughs> I am very, very honored. Uh, to be involved in this case, because this case is a fight for our way of life. This, this, this indictment is a travesty. It's an attack on not just me, not just President Trump, not just the people in this indictment, some of whom I don't even know. This is an attack on the American people. If this can happen to me, who is probably the most prolific prosecutor maybe in American history, and the most effective mayor for sure, it can happen to you. Giuliani, Donald Trump, and other Trump lawyers are all being indicted for challenging the accuracy and validity of the 2020 election in Georgia. The Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis is the one bringing the charges, and she's using organized crime laws such as RICO to accuse Trump of conspiracy to overthrow an election. Trump and his lawyers had many questions about what went on in the Georgia election based on what was brought to their attention by certain election officials, eyewitnesses, as well as voter testimony. Months later, the way in which the mail-in ballots and drop boxes were used in Georgia would become front and center through the work and effort of True the Vote. 
The level of ballot trafficking that was used in a particular area in Fulton County came up in a discussion between Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrook as they rehearsed their initial geospatial tracking efforts. In one particular situation, uh, this was happening at night. And so it would happen that they would walk from this this uh, NGO very near the Capitol and they would walk to the Auburn Avenue library and we could time it from signal here on their cell phone or from their admission mm-hmm. on their cell phone to signal here at the Auburn Avenue library and then watch back again and then signal here to the Atlanta um, administrative building and then back again. And we could see what that time looked like, what the temporal side of this looked like. And so we were able to to literally say, okay, it's going to take nine minutes for an individual to walk from here to there and five minutes to walk from here to there and put them in the same time frame. For once they had to drive to, we could do the same thing. So you could measure, measure basically speed by from this signal to this signal to this signal to the drop box and back. And so we were able to figure out, okay, yeah, that should take about 14 minutes to drive there and then eight minutes to drive here. And this exhaustive approach allowed us to have a tremendous amount of confidence in the, um, in the, the building of those patterns of life around these individuals. Now we, now we really started to dig in and we were able to really identify, you know, who, what was in those buildings where those uh, ultimately we found out they were NGOs. At that point, we really had everything that we needed. We had the patterns of life. We had the, the NGOs uh, that we believe were co- uh, collecting the ballots and then causing those ballots to be uh, marked and then cast in the drop boxes. And remember, because this was key, Catherine. When when Georgia made the decision two two years prior to not clean the voter rolls, that was faithful. Well, they didn't make that decision per se. They had been sued by Stacey Abrams and Fair Fight when she lost her gubernatorial race. But they made the decision not to fight back. Well, that's correct. And then they made that's correct. Then they made the decision to augment their their stupidity with a both a consent decree and a change in the rules that cleared the path that took all of those dirty voter rolls and all those people that had moved and all those people that had passed away or whatever was happening with it and put those ballots in play. And they did it by by including the mailing to inactive voters in the voter roll. And that was key. That video discussion was recently placed on the Open Inc. website to debut the Georgia collection. Those Georgia documents, videos, and legal briefs can all be found at open.inc backslash Georgia. Thanks for listening to this Open Inc. update.